Welcome to Spirit Walker Season 2, Episode 4. My name is Aiden, and this is the last episode of a three-part series called Science vs. God. This episode is about the afterlife. Is it real? False? Can it be proven? We will take a dive at science's views on an afterlife and a spiritual view. All this and more coming after this. One of the greatest gifts one can give themselves is the knowledge to choose. Hello, hello, welcome back, listener. This is me, Aiden. I am back. Uh, we're doing a Real Talk Thursday, first ever Real Talk Thursday at that. Uh, this uh, Real Talk Thursdays will be unscripted podcasts about just real things going on in my life. Um, and uh, it'll be different from our Sunday podcasts. It won't be sort of um, centered around sermons, scriptures, information, teachings, stuff like that. It'll just be what's going on in my life, uh, things I'm concerned about, things that are on my mind, things I want to talk about. So if you're interested in that, I encourage you to keep on listening. And I'll, this one is titled... My return and victory over depression. Um, I'll be going over the last couple months, what I've been going through, my breaks, why I've had breaks, and why I am returning at this time. So I encourage you to listen in, and we'll be right back after we take this short break. So now I probably will want to start where probably my mental health um, started to go sour on me. Um, we've all had trauma in our lives and especially in the past year in 2020, um, we've gotten some bad habits, um, that we may have accumulated over that time. And for me, my mental health probably started with my pessimistic mindset, um, my perfectionist mindset, where I had to do things efficiently, perfectly, and if I didn't, then I would be a pessimist about myself, and I would just kind of snowball these negative feelings about myself, and that would continue for months and months and months without me even really realizing how damaging it was, or even realizing that it was going on. It was just a uh, second nature to me at that time. And um, sadly, a part of who I was, um, now I am not that. And the reason I was able to, you know, beat depression and beat that mental state was talking with people and getting through that mindset, changing that mindset. And so I'll go over that with you. Um, a couple months ago, um, that mindset started to happen, and I started to really focus on the negative things about my life. Um, negative things, nitpicking at myself, um, list off some things, physical appearance, um, my ability to really do anything efficiently, um, whether it's 
I've, you know, I mess up when talking to a friend. I could have said this better. I could have said, I could have looked this smarter. I could have, um, it, it just literally anything in my life I could apply to how efficient I was driving my car to work was the most efficient route. If I took the wrong route, I would actually beat myself up about that. It was out of hand for sure. Um, and it really, really, really exponentially um, dragged me down to the point for about a month, month and a half, I would only leave my room um, to eat and to go to work. And I didn't realize this pattern, um, not until the last couple of weeks, but then realizing that I was in my room a lot and I wasn't really interacting with family, with friends, I felt guilt. I felt a lot of guilt. But leaving in that space, I would feel exhausted. I would feel overworked. I would feel um, overwhelmed with everything going on because I had such a battle and I was using so much energy to fight what was inside me that I really had no energy for the outside world to output myself. And so there I was in my room, a lot, just exhausted, fighting this fight alone. My mom approached me and my father approached me, pointing this out to me, this unhealthy lifestyle, and they were worried that I was going to do something drastic, that I was depressed and I was going to hurt myself. And they reached out to me, and I'm so thankful they did. Um, parents out there, you can't talk to your kids enough. Because you can never really know what's on the inside of them, what they're thinking about, what they're going through. And so I had a really long talk, probably two to three hours at, a, at the dinner table with them. And at first it really sucked. Opening up, you know, they have their frustrations that, you know, me not being a part of the family and not doing my responsibilities. And I have my frustrations and we're just trying to find a common ground. And that conversation started off with me being really scared, me not wanting to be vulnerable and trying to explain something that I couldn't explain to myself. Uh, they pointed out that I was depressed and then I realized I was depressed and that made me scared realizing these thoughts that were going through my head were making me depressed made me scared as well because I couldn't understand it I couldn't understand the thoughts I didn't understand why I was having the thoughts and so I communicated I kept talking to my parents you know, they said, they gave me some really helpful advice whenever I had these pessimistic thoughts, whenever I kept focusing on these thoughts over and over and over, they suggested I get out of the room, wherever I was, go do something else, escape. They suggested I would escape from that place. And so I started practicing that. I started talking about it more. And the more I did that, the better my mind state got and the better I felt. I wasn't out of the woods yet. I still had my battles. I still had my issues, but I wasn't out of the woods yet. I'll talk about this more 
Um, we have to take a quick break right now, but I'll be right back on this Real Talk Thursday and continuing the conversation after this. So we left off with me realizing, having the realization that I had depression and I had really uh, a negative mindset on my life and that I needed to do something and fight for the life I once had and the life I want, the person I want to be. Because if I continued that mindset, that negative mindset, that wanting to be alone, that wanting to be have nothing to do but fight my own thoughts, and mentality and behaviorally, it made no sense. It made no sense at all. And that's what I figured when I talked to people about it, that my mindset and my behaviors made no sense. And what I was doing and what made sense at the time actually made no sense. And so now I'm battling. I'm battling these, uh, these thoughts, these pessimistic thoughts, these attacks on myself. <laughs> One of my favorite... Um, quotes from a high school teacher she was our psychology teacher helped a lot of kids going through similar things worse things um, things I can't imagine going through she said depression brain lies to you and gosh is that true it'll lie to you it'll try to drag you down bring you back to a place where you feel worthless where you feel like you have no energy you want to do nothing at all but sit there in your own sorrow in your own guilt and grief. And it will keep lying to you. It does not give up unless you actually start being proactive, unless you start handling those thoughts. And in the way I did that, I would get those thoughts and I would immediately say, that's a lie, that's a lie, that's a lie. At first, sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes it didn't work for me. But I had to do that. I had to keep reminding myself that those are those thoughts, those mentions, they were not who I was. They were something being projected upon myself by the enemy, by um, my pessimistic mindset, these nitpicks that just grew out of proportion. I knew those were lies. I know. Those were not who I was. And so I had kept reminding myself that. And then removing myself from that situation, whether I was lying in bed, I got up, I went outside, I was in the kitchen, I'd go in the living room, talk with family about, just, I didn't even have to talk about my thoughts. I would just talk about what's going on in their day. So that went on for a couple weeks. And it was hard. It was hard trying to dig out of this hole, you know. But you have to start climbing at some point. You know, I had so many, so many times where I thought, I'm already down this deep. What's the point? You know, I, the, the point of being free from this is so high up. What's the point of climbing? Why can't I just keep digging down and digging down? I came to so many p- 
points like that. I had so many thoughts of giving up, you know? And suicide for me was a thought. But something I would never act upon because I knew what I'd leave behind. I'd leave behind family, friends. I'd most more than likely scar and traumatize siblings, my little brother, and all the things that I'm being called to in life. I would leave that all behind too. So it was a thought, but it's something I would never act upon. At a younger age, dealing with depression after we had a f close family friend die at the age of nine from leukemia, who fought it for so long. It was traumatizing for me, seeing how someone so young could, and so innocent, an innocent child just die like that. Um, is the most unfair thing I've witnessed in life. And it brought me to a really terrible state as a young child, not even knowing what depression was, not even old enough to know what it was, but sadly was able to feel it and live it. And probably at that time, age of 14, 13, um, that was the closest I've probably gotten to suicide. Um, but by some miracle, I realized that after running away from God, being angry at him for what happened to him, Simon, and also later a friend um, dying in a car accident. After being mad at God, after being confused, I decided to compare my life before and after with God and without God. With God, it was amazing. Full of life, light, hope, happiness. Yes, we... <laughs> Sorrow was still there. There was still loss. But the light overcame the darkness. And now that I've run from that light, I've chose to detach from that light. Back away from the warmth of the fire, I was cold. I was dark. And I realized I needed to run back to God. And when I did that, With open arms, he he brought me in, and the love that I experienced at that time took me from a place of suicide to total renewal in my life. I I literally can't explain it. I can't explain to you how I came to that point.
I can't. It, I wouldn't be alive if it weren't for him intervening in my life like that. <sighs> now, today, I've fought through this, as you can see, for a long time in my life. And it's honestly brought me more good than it has harm. I've learned long suffering. I've learned, it sounds crazy and useless, but blind faith. Blind faith is actually one of the most powerful things I've learned through this. You can't see, when when you're in dark spots, you can't see ahead of you. You can't see the light ahead of you because you are immersed in this cloud of sorrow and despair. On your own strength, you can't see. But when you call to others, family, God, that light comes forth through to you. And you actually are able to see the hope again. And that's what happened to me. I talked about it. I got help. And now I am, I am joyful. My mind is more solid than it's ever been. And I, I can't see anything that would bring me back to that point. Because once you have gone through depression, you have beaten it, and you are continually being able to hold yourself together in that, you know, in your mindset and being strong like that, you can't go back. There's no way to go back. All there is is forward. That chapter is behind you. What lies before you is your future, it's your hopes, your dreams. Everything is in front of you. And I'm so, so happy at this moment, being able to actually, for the first time in my life, understand my mind to the point where I can control it and control my thoughts at a tolerable level. <laughs> yeah, I'm still, I'm still a perfectionist. Yep, totally. And it's killed me to be this, you know, to be away from this podcast that long. But I knew that I could not just keep pouring myself out and not work on myself because it would kill me. It would. So I took the necessary break. And now I'm back. I'm back. And I'm so excited to be back, you know. I love doing this podcast. I love sharing my thoughts, theologies, philosophies, um, life with all of you. Because I know the way testimonies, stories impact people's lives and how they've impacted my life and how they've impacted lives of people around me. That's how we shape our lives through experiences, um, through what we've been through and what we hear other people have been through. 
It inspires us. It motivates us. And at the very least, it makes us think about it, at least. My goal for this podcast is to have you think for, you know, think for a moment. Reflect for a moment. I'm not trying to force you into anything. All I want you to do is think, you know. Think for yourself. Learn to think for yourself. Because that's such a powerful tool. It builds confidence. It builds assurance in who you are, what you know, why you believe something, and how you believe something. So I think I'd like to leave with that note. And I'll see you all next time. You know, I can't just go out on the street and ask someone what they think about my podcast. What should I do better? Because they look at me like I'm a crazy person. <laughs> so what you could do is head over to Apple Podcasts, look up Spearwalker, and actually give this podcast a review. Leave your suggestions, thoughts, what you like, all of that in the review. And so I can bring more fan-based focused content towards you. So head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review on the Spirit Walker Podcast. Do you want to get more updates other than the occasional episode drop update you get from following this podcast? Well, head over to my Instagram at aiden.ry78 where you get more updates on the podcast, how it's made, what's coming, all that, including some things about my personal life. You can see what I do when I'm not doing the podcast. <laughs> so head over to aidan.ry78 at Instagram if you are interested.